This is a GRDC podcast. Many, many years ago, I was given this definition of a weed. I was told that a weed is simply a plant growing out of place. So while some of our native and introduced plant species are welcomed by livestock producers who are also croppers, there are times when they qualify as a plant growing out of place. A case in point is barley grass and brome grass, handy feed in a livestock paddock but a pain in the neck in a cropping paddock. And what's worse is that there's strong evidence that barley grass and brome grass populations are changing. Recently, I caught up with Associate Professor Gurjit Gill from the University of Adelaide. Gurjit is a Professor of Agronomy and Weed Science, and he told me that research has revealed that barley and brome grass are lasting longer in the seed bank than they were just 20 years ago. Yeah, I think what, what we are showing is that through the management that our growers have been using, and one of the key things that you know has happened is we are cropping a lot more intensively. So our cropping intensity has gone up. So we are selecting for populations or weeds within the populations which have high dormancy, which means they don't come up very early in the autumn. So you get nice rains, but the weed seeds just sit there waiting for some other cue, another signal Mm. before the dormancy is broken down. So as a result, our farmers are seeing weeds come up much later in their paddocks than they used to in the past. So these high dormancy ones, we have also shown, tend to persist for a longer time. Because one of the most common ways of getting rid of weed seeds is through germination. So if they're germinating late or they're not germinating this season, they're going to come up the next year or the year after that. So that's what we're seeing with brome grass, particularly the seeds can easily last for three years. Yeah. Yeah. And barley grass also easily for two years or more. As, as opposed to those weeds were only lasting 12 months? Before. 12 months. 98%, you know, some of the old work you see was gone within 12 months. Mm-hmm. Whereas now it's not the case. And a great example of the difference and the impact of farming systems mm-hmm. is brown grass along a fence line. Tell Abs- me about absolutely. That. Uh, so it was really fascinating when we found that you collect your population on the fence line which hasn't been disturbed and it's just allowed to do its own thing by the grower and you then walk in 50 meters and collect your brown grass from inside and you'll find complete contrasting behavior so the fence line the only thing it needs is water so it rains up comes that brown grass whereas the other brown the one from within the paddock will sit there until june when it gets really cold. So it not only needs water, it also needs this cold temperature to cause it to germination. So brome, these individuals would have been rare in Mm. the population. Yeah, 20 years ago, yeah. They didn't come from outside. They were there, but they weren't really favoured by the system because it was a pasture generally and very low cropping intensity. But by selecting, going for high cropping intensity, we've killed a lot of the early germinators and the ones that are dominating now are the late germinators. And which are causing the problems in crop. In, yeah. in, in crop and yeah. making growers' life difficult because unless you made the right choice of crop type, so you're either growing a break crop or you selected to grow a clear field variety of your wheat, your options are really very ineffective. So we're not only talking about brome and barley grass, but mm. you, you looked at something like 11 different weeds. Without going into the specifics of all those 11 weeds, are they all showing the same sort of characteristics? 
Well, not so much. I mean, some were already known to be long-lived, that they, such as bed straw bifora. We have a bifora population which after three years, we've only lost 20% of the seed bank. Mm. So 80% is still in the soil after three years. So these weeds are very slow-moving weeds which means growers will need to be designing their rotations to be able to handle them every year. You know, you just, once you have them, it's very hard to get rid of them. But the one that surprised us is your south thistle, or some people call it common south thistle or milk thistle. We're finding uh, some populations still showing lower germination into the third year. Now, this is a very small seed. One would think it'll be fragile and prone to breakdown but it can still persist for up to into the third cropping season. It, it seems to me that what you're talking about is that farmers and their advisors, of course, need to have a really good understanding of what those seeds are doing, either on the surface or just below the surface, mm -hmm. to be able to design their management. Absolutely. So that's really the crux of the matter in terms of what does this research mean. So. So this research is that some of these more difficult to manage weeds, which are, can be highly competitive or can be very difficult to manage in parts of your rotation. So you don't want to plan a program where you're going to have a weak link of your rotation, uh, which allows you to not be able to manage the weeds effectively. So if you got those weeds, you want to pick a phase of the rotation where you have strong herbicides and strong competition. Can we just talk about an example? Can you give me an example of, say, how you'd manage barley grass in that situation? Okay, it's, it sits on the surface and it doesn't, mm -hmm. it doesn't germinate, but if mm. it gets buried a little bit, it up it comes. Yeah, so, so with barley grass, I guess in the past, you would have been able to grow a single break crop. Let's say you had your canola or you had your legume. And in the old barley grass, you would have virtually wiped it out with single break crop. But what we're finding now with barley grass and brome grass is that even in the second year, uh, second crop that you're going to grow, depending on the seed bank you had, there could still be substantial amount of barley grass and brome grass there. Now, let's pick brome grass. If you are growing brome, then you, you, you need to have at least one more of a break crop option or pick a clear field variety of your wheat to grow, uh, wheat or barley, so you've got a good, effective management for your second crop as well, as a bare minimum. We would say three-year management for brome is really what you should be planning for, not one-year strategy. A brome and barley grass ever likely to get as serious as ryegrass? I think highly unlikely, Chris, for a couple of reasons. One, they have more limited distribution. They're not as common as ryegrass because ryegrass we gave it a free kick many years ago by planting it everywhere. Yeah. You know, so it's, it is everywhere that we grow crops. The other thing is ryegrass is a cross-pollinator. It, it is much more variable. So, so it has bigger distribution. Whereas brome is more on sandier soils, it has its niche where it does really well. Similarly with barley grass, it has its high suitability areas, but not as widespread as, as ryegrass. But... The point you made earlier is the most important one, that these weeds are changing, so the growers really need to be looking at them mm -hmm. very closely, looking at whether they have resistance and also thinking more carefully about designing their cropping rotations. Let's go back to management options and management practices or, mm -hmm. or strategies. What about south thistle? I mean, if brome is going to take uh, two break crops or, or mm -hmm. more even, south thistle is much more long-lived. 
No, South, South Thistle is, is also only about two years. Oh, okay. so, so it's oh. not long lived like by four or bed store. Okay, yeah. But contrary to the old view where we used to think that it just simply blows around in the wind, you know, so you blow it in every year as fresh introduction. Mm. And people used to, farmers sometimes used to look at their neighbour as the likely source. <laughs> yes. What we are really showing is that there is actually a low amount of south thistle which can easily continue for two to three years even within your own paddocks. So we do need to look at the district hygiene and, and not have people spreading uh, weeds around the place but also more closely looking at the management on own farms because single year good control is not, not working for south thistle either. And you mentioned just a while ago the issue of resistance, mm. and I understand there is a, a level of resistance appearing now with brome and barley grass. Yes, yes. Now that that's absolutely correct, uh, and it has surprised many growers. I just to give you an anecdote. Last year we worked. I won't say which particular area, not far from Adelaide. We worked with, on a leading grower's farm, and we discovered through our trial work, where we weren't able to get good control with the verdict, Group A herbicide, we discovered that that population was in fact highly resistant to Group A herbicides. So even Brome is catching some growers unawares because they just think the resistance is not an issue or it's very rare. But as we discovered in last growing season, it's more common than what we may think. Associate Professor Gurjeet Gill from the University of Adelaide and my name is Chris Brown. <laughs>